This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals. The information presented is for general educational purposes only and should not be used as professional medical advice or for the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions. The views and opinions expressed do not represent the views and opinions of our employer or any affiliated institution. Expressed opinions are based on scientific facts under certain conditions and subject to certain assumptions and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions or in any legal proceeding. Full terms and conditions can be found at portablebeads.com. And now onto the episode. Welcome back to our next case in our adolescent series. Today we are back with the one and only Namisha, who is our guest host for the month. Hi, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and get started. A 14-year-old female presents to clinic to be evaluated for intermittent lightheadedness. You notice on her growth chart that she's been losing weight steadily for the past several months. When you probe further, you realize that despite a BMI of 16, she still feels that she needs to lose weight. She joined the cross-country team at her high school, but has been running an extra several miles every day in addition to practice. She is also a vegan and has been restricting her daily intake to 800 calories. The last menstrual period she had was six months ago. Which of the following is the most important screening test in this patient? A. Dual energy x-ray absorptiometry scan. B. Vital signs. C. Electrolytes, especially potassium, magnesium, and phosphorus. D. Thyroid stimulating hormone and free thyroxin. Or E. Electrocardiogram. Go ahead and take a couple seconds and we'll be back soon with the answer. So the correct answer to this question is B, vital signs. Let's go ahead and work through the answer choices. In answer choice A, we talked about a DEXA scan. While a DEXA scan would actually be indicated in this patient, this answer is incorrect because vital signs are the most pressing screening test. This patient displays signs of the female athlete triad, a disorder that is characterized by the combination of poor energy availability, low bone mineral density, and oligomenorrhea or amenorrhea. The presence of the female athlete triad is about 1% in all high school girls and 4-16% to of all female athletes. It is most likely to be present in those athletes in sports that prize a lean appearance. She also has signs of disordered eating, which may or may not be intentional in many of these patients. A DEXA scan would be indicated to evaluate bone mineral density and ultimately the risk of fracture. Now what about answer choice B, Namisha? That was our right answer choice. Yes, so the right answer choice in this case is actually vital signs. So the vital signs determine the ultimate stability of the patient. The most common reason for hospitalization of patients with eating disorders, in our patient displays signs of anorexia nervosa, is bradycardia and hypotension due to alterations in the autonomic nervous system as a response to malnutrition. Children and adolescents are hospitalized with heart rates less than 50, blood pressure less than 80 over 50, or orthostatic hypotension. The treatment for this autonomic dysfunction is steady caloric intake. Now, let's talk about some of the other answer choices that are important to measure, but not as important as vital signs. Electrolytes are important to evaluate in these patients because many patients who purge using laxatives, diuretics, or induced vomiting can all have electrolyte abnormalities such as hypokalemia, hyponatremia, or metabolic acidosis. Although our patient in the question stem is not ingesting substances for purging, she is excessively exercising, which can have similar detrimental effects. When they begin to eat again, they're at risk for refeeding syndrome, which manifests as hypokalemia, 
hypomagnesemia, and hypophosphatemia, and can also cause possibly dangerous fluid and electrolyte shifts as the body adjusts from a starvation state to a fed state. Next, we can also consider testing thyroid-stimulating hormone or free thyroxine. However, this answer is incorrect because vital signs are the most important things to measure. It is important, though, to keep both hypo and hyperthyroidism on the differential as a positive cause of amenorrhea. Hyperthyroidism is especially important in the context of this patient's weight loss and intermittent lightheadedness. If tested, this patient would likely have lab values consistent with euthyroid 6 syndrome, indicating a normally functioning thyroid gland, but abnormal feedback control of the hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis. It is often seen in critical illness and starvation, and this resolves over time with resolution of primary illness. Now, Liz, we know you love cardiology, so how about you talk about electrocardiograms? Sure, so definitely one of my favorite things. An electrocardiogram is going to be very important for this patient, but again, vital signs are the most pressing and the most important thing to check in this patient. As we talked about, starvation, possible laxative or diuretic use, and vomiting can all lead to potentially dangerous electrolyte and fluid shifts, which can be worsened during refeeding syndrome. Often on an EKG, patients will exhibit QTC prolongation and other electrographic changes, which can lead to higher life-threatening risks of arrhythmias. It can also be the first level of detection of electrolyte abnormalities such as hypo or hyperkalemia. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope we really stress the importance of vital signs on all patients at all times. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs>